0: KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Mickey Mouse and Winnie the Pooh in low budget horror films? It's hard to imagine that this is what Walt Disney had in mind, but here we are. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey came out last year. Mickey's Mousetrap is set for release in March, and this is probably just the beginning. With copyright protections expiring and iconic characters entering the public domain, we could be on the cusp of a whole new realm of content.
1: You have to really sort of really balance the risk of what you're doing and just be a little careful, be a little aware that you don't want to tip too far into the high-risk zone.
0: Amy Landers is a professor of law and the associate dean for faculty research as well as the director of the intellectual property law program at Drexel's Klein School of Law. Even though the original version of the characters we know and love could get corrupted, she thinks public domain and fair use is important.
1: I think it would be nice if we could say, oh, you're fine. Like, you're just having a little fun with this idea. You're exploring this character. Or you could feel safe doing whatever you wanted. I'm Matt Leon,
0: and today on KYW News Radio In-Depth, sponsored by your Delaware Valley Honda dealers, get a deal you'll like on a Honda you'll love, explaining the implications behind copyright laws, why some protections are going away, and what the public domain means for original and new creators. Can you explain kind of just the baseline of what a copyright is and how it works?
1: Absolutely. So a copyright protects creative works. And these works are something that is, as the copyright law says, fixed in a tangible medium of expression. And so if you think about a film or cartoon, we have an image of Steamboat Willie or Superman. Those are the images that are protected. So it's not the idea of a cartoon mouse or the idea of a superhero, but a specific particular depiction of those characters.
0: What is the difference between a copyright and a trademark?
1: So trademarks really help consumers identify the source of products. A trademark can be a word like Nike, or it can just be an image like the Nike swoosh or, you know, the kernel on KFC. So it can be any different ways that we identify, oh, I know that that is a Mercedes because I see the logo with a circle and the little sort of sign in there. Um, and then consumers are aware like, oh, that car is a Mercedes. So it helps us identify and send clear consumer signals. It also helps companies sort of build up goodwill. And so it gives them an incentive to sort of make sure their cars work properly or make sure the sneakers are great because you want to create positive associations with consumers.
0: So getting back to copyrights, how do they work with creative ideas? They are, as we've kind of learned i think a lot of people they are finite they don't do not last forever they do expire but is there a pretty standard mechanism put in place that when you're granted one it lasts for x amount of years
1: there is and it's changed over the 20th century so currently the term is quite long and so you know if you were to write a creative song this afternoon or it would last you know 70 years past your lifetime. So it's really intended to create intergenerational wealth and really to allow artists to invest in creation so that they can attempt to sort of hit it big and make some money off of their work.
0: Why not have it last forever?
1: Well, the public domain is a real value that the law is behind. And I think a lot of us would agree If there is a later artist who wants to comment on something that's copywritten, they can try to rely on a defense, which is called fair use, or, you know, to sort of put it out there. Things in the public domain help new creators sort of build on the work of the past. And so it's a nice way to sort of say, okay, here's your reward, but at some point it's going to end, and so it becomes as free as the air for all to use. And it allows sort of everyone to use it however they like.
0: And you mentioned the public domain. That was kind of the next thing I wanted to kind of set the table with. Sharpen that definition for us.
1: The court cases say it is material that is free as the air for all to use. And so it literally means just like the air that we breathe, there's no charge, right? And so uh now that Steamboat Willie is in the public domain, that means as a matter of copyright law that anybody can decide, okay, well, I'm going to take that mouse and I'm going to make Maybe a 3D version or make my own cartoon using him. And you never have to worry about a lawsuit under copyright law.
0: Specifically, let's go to the superheroes because like when Superman's copyright expires like in 10 years, Mm -hmm. you can use the original Superman – but the original Superman like couldn't fly. He could just jump really far, stuff like that. You can't use any of the later villains. It's specifically you have to wait till all the individual kind of aspects as they expire. Then you can use them. Am I phrasing it correctly? You're
1: absolutely right. Yeah. So a copyrighted work has, if you can imagine, it's a little bit like a piece of land, like it has boundaries on it. And so when we think about Superman, like the original Superman, how was he depicted? He had particular features. He he had aspects, like you say, like he couldn't fly. And so these characters have attributes and then over the years, they marve. Like, there are so many different Batmans. Like, I can't even keep track. Right. Their, their characters are quite different. And so you really have to think of what is in the public domain right now for, let's use Steve Willie just as an example, because mm-hmm. it is clearly, right? That original mouse, he didn't have white gloves, right? He had a particular, like, little bit of a, a sassy way of being, right? And those attributes and that character in the public domain, but over the years, Mickey changed quite a bit, right? In the 50s, I think he was out there with a barbecue, right? Like, he became an astronaut at a certain point. So, Those works are individual creative works that are not yet in the public domain. So if you have a variation, a significant variation from the original superhero, for example, that's gonna have its own independent copyright. So, you know, if you have a villain who didn't come on the scene until the 1940s, he's got some time left. Uh, While he's still protected. So you've got to be careful about reading headlines too broadly and maybe getting yourself in some pretty deep water.
0: You're talking an incredible amount of attention to detail here when it comes to copyright law, specifically because of what we just talked about, because you argue, well, no, I thought Superman was in the public. Well, Superman, as he was in Action Comics, number one, that is. But him fighting Brainiac in 1957, you got to wait 25 years before you can can do that, right?
1: Absolutely correct. You've got to be super careful. Like I know that lawyers sort of have this reputation for being super detail oriented, but that's how we're keeping people out of hot water. Right? It's you do have to be careful. The copyright is on that original character as depicted and as they performed, the capabilities, the personality, sort of, if you were to sort of think about how they looked, how they were drawn, it is that creative expression as it was fixed in a tangible medium of expression, you know, at the time, cartoons, film, books, comic books. And so you really have to sort of slice and dice, what did that look like? What does a later one look like? And where does your work, right? Is your work more like the public domain version or are you starting to tread on the later versions which still have live copyright protection?
0: So it seems to me that even if the copyright expires, there almost still is protection because it is so easy to go too far or infringe on something that's not covered that it it almost makes it not worth it to pursue just because you have to be so absolute sure of what you're depicting is what is now in the public domain.
1: I think you have to consider how likely it is that you'll be sued, (laughs) right? I mean, Disney is very protective. Example of its entire universe of characters, Star Wars, you know, everything. And they're, as a very protective company, they've got a great legal department. They're terrific at it. Other companies have more of a sort of friendly attitude toward uses. I'm not saying it's all public domain but you'll see a lot of memes and things like that that maybe viacom doesn't pursue a lot of spongebob memes like there's a lot of them out there and i'm sure there's ones that they decide as business matter we've got to sue on these but it seems to be a little less frequent so you have to really sort of really balance the risk right of what you're doing and just be a little careful be a little aware that you don't want to tip too far into the high risk zone.
0: We will return to our conversation with Amy Landers on KYW News Radio In-Depth in just a few moments. But right now, there's nothing quite like the Honda Accord Hybrid and the CRV Hybrid when it comes to exhilarating efficiency. With hybrid technology and thrilling capability, these vehicles deliver an electrifying performance on every drive. This new year, discover for yourself what truly makes these hybrids special. Redefine your driving experience with Honda, KBB.com's best value brand of 20. 23 contact your local honda dealer today about the honda accord hybrid and the crv hybrid now let's get back to our conversation about copyright law with amy landers professor of law at drexel university's klein school of law does anything once it comes into the public domain are there any situations where it comes out
1: no no There really shouldn't be. Um, I want to talk a minute when you get to it about trademark law, though, because that can last forever. So if we think of Steamboat Willie, I mean, I remember, you know, seeing a Disney work and it was actually using the original Steamboat Willie almost as a trademark. It was sort of appearing in that front title card with the walt disney company Mm -hmm. at the beginning and there i can see disney using steamboat willie as a mark as a source identifier if we were to go to disneyland would we find hats and t-shirts with a steamboat willie character on it you know is that use of a mark as as it starts to sort of become part of a shirt label for example Trademarks don't have a limited term, unlike copyright. So as long as you keep using a mark, you have protection. I think that, you know, the oldest mark is, you know, the symbol on a beer brand, and it's been used since the 1300s. So if you keep using a mark, you have to be careful. So I would be careful about using characters on a shirt label, for example, if you want to integrate it into your business name, you know, if you want to put a little cute Mickey, there you are potentially violating a trademark, although you are clear under copyright law.
0: And I guess the same thing, like the original S for Superman, the original, you know, Batman's going to follow soon after Superman's copyright expires. The original Batman, like. If you tried to use the original symbol, then you probably you're you're going into trademark violation of trademark law.
1: It's absolutely correct. And it's even a little bit broader. So if you use something that is confusingly similar to the original Superman mark and even in trademark law, you know, we allow older versions that have morphed a bit, and I've looked at the Superman mark over time, and it's changed a mm-hmm. bit, but not terribly. It, it, so it's still it, it's still going to have a power to it, even though you know you're using the older version. It's still going to have that same sustained power because they're still using it as a mark in their own merch and their own on comic book covers and movies, et cetera. So you've got to be careful. It's a little bit different than copyright. We allow sort of older works to maintain their consumer power because consumers will still see that as relating to Superman.
0: Is it possible? And I don't know why this would happen, but let's say you own the copyright for a superhero. Yeah. And I wanted to do something with it. Could I get your permission and then utilize no, it?
1: Absolutely. This is a really great way to, to practice. A lot of content creators are willing to license their work. There's kind of new licensing model companies that are allowing very fast, kind of seamless permissions to be granted. So, absolutely, permission is terrific. If you can get agreement on something, you have it. You, you're you in great shape. So, absolutely.
0: Do you think, as someone who is obviously so well-versed, who studies this, do you think we get it, for the most part, right?
1: Oh, it's such a great question. I, You know, I think that we do have, in copyright law, fair use, which I think is really important. So, you know, if you're learning a new skill, and you're just sort of an amateur, you're not... You know, you're just making things, maybe drawing for yourself at night. Those kinds of things are not displaced. You know, they're they're fair uses, right? And so I think we could be much more clear with what uses we consider fair uses. So if somebody wants to, you know, play around with their phone and make a film with their friends And it's kind of a Superman parody. Like, I think it would be nice if we could say, oh, you're fine. Like, you're just having a little fun with this idea. You're exploring this character that we sort of, you know, made you fall in love with, right? Because he's such a a terrific superhero. I think that would be lovely. And I do wish we had a better carve out for people who are learning. Right. So if you are an art student or even just playing around with things and enjoying it in your free time, I wish we had just this very clear carve out where you could feel safe doing whatever you wanted and and sort of build up your skills to a point where you're ready to take off with your own superhero character.
0: That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get your favorite shows. You can hear another episode Monday night at 930 on KYW News Radio, listen on 1039 FM, the Odyssey app, or ask your smart speaker to play KYW News Radio.